Welcome back to another episode of Cargumentative, where men with penchants for the 80s and uh, flip up headlights and tequila talk about cars. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, especially, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Guys, how have you all been? It's been a while since we've all been in one studio together. Yeah, yeah we've been well. Which is weird because we've actually all been in town. I think it's been because the producer just left I think it's left producer us. Scott's fault. Yeah. It is actually Scott's been off. He's been holidaying in Montreal and Quebec and I don't know all these places. They all sound so French. Yeah, French. I don't know. Actually, Montreal sounds very Alfa Romeo. Actually, no, not Montreal. I like Toronto. You Toronto. sat in Al- uh, Montreal two days ago. I did. How was that? Very, very cool. See? I do like me in Montreal. Uh, I thought it was like a Lamborghini at first because um, you know it's same designed by the same guy. What's his name? Gandini. Albini. Gandini. Ma- Marcello Gandini. Gandini. Yeah, there we go. You guys know Italians. <laughs> Yes, we do. And yeah. you've been intimate with a couple of Italians recently? Mm, I have, actually. I have. But uh, we'll talk about that later. Guys, we're going to touch on some news because there's always like stuff happening in the car world. And something that got me kind of semi-excited today was the announcement of the Ford Bullet Mustang is coming to SA, which I think is like the Mustang to have. No, I mean, and we've just got to explain that you are a racing driver and you drive a... A Mustang, Mustang, yeah. Mustang, and you race it. <coughs> so, I mean, I understand your your attachment to it. But, I mean, in reality, they all look the same. Well, you actually have to also give it a bit of context. So, the mm. Bullet Mustang, because of the original Bullet Mustang in the movie Bullet. Yeah, well, okay. So con- Steve McQueen. Yeah. So Steve McQueen. So, there is context because, like, that film got me into Mustangs. And it, like, introduced me into this whole world of Americana. American cars. Like, I didn't know what charges were and stuff like that. I didn't r- really actually know what the Mustang was back. Like, so, w- when I... Where, where did you live? I lived that you didn't know that? I lived in Melville. No, I'm talking... But, but it's widely <laughs> regarded as the, as the best chase in of all time. Well, it's like the godfather of... It invented the whole, you know, like, the real gritty, you know, hands-on car chase scene. And, I mean, I watched this film back must have been 2000 or 99 I remember I watched it after the a 94.7 like cycle challenge back yeah. in the day and it, I was just like wow this is really cool these are cars that I don't know anything about and that got my godfather interested in American cars again and then he ended up buying the Mustang and nice. now I'm racing it so and Tell me about this bullet Mustang. Is it the same as the standard 5-liter Mustang? So it's basically the 5-liter V8 coupe, and um, it comes with a couple of engine tweaks. Yeah, so it's got a (coughs) performance exhaust. It's got the same, um, what's it? It's got the same intake manifold as the GT350, which is quite cool. Oh, that is a flat plane crank. Yeah. Sorry. Is it really? Yeah. No, it was that 350 had the, the Ford GT motor, I think. It's a proper engine. It's really, really no, good. No, the previous Ford GT motor. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no. Anyway, anyway it had a flat plane crank motor, which is very Ferrari. Has everyone seen Bullet, though? <laughs> yeah, I have. Oh, I, I haven't, oh, actually. Well, we can I've have seen I've the I've chase scene. I've seen the chase scene. Yeah, we've all seen the chase I mean, like, the thing about, like, McQueen movies, um, it seems that they are just, they're sort of like porn movies. <laughs> <laughs> where like <laughs> the dialogue is limited, but the action is phenomenal. It's all about the cars. Yeah, A lot of it the actually time. is. Yeah. It actually is. It's all about the ones the that we watch anyway. So basically, going back to this Mustang. And the price point? Um, to be confirmed, it's only going to be available here in limited numbers. Okay. Um, and it's in green only. No, no, no. But 
Yeah, so it comes which in, is right. It comes in Highland green, but you can get it in black as well, which kind of defeats the whole. No, purpose. it's the it's the bullet car. So yeah. the original bullet car was what Highland green. Highland green, but you can also get this in black, which is silly. No, that's silly. I, I must admit, I saw one at, in Atlanta. There, I was there in in January, February. A bullet. Yeah, an actual yeah. bullet. Um, it was on the on the stand at a at a, at a car show, but I I must I just don't get they like they all look similar. I mean, they do. Like, why don't you just go and buy the a cheap five but liter. now you've just said it like I want to tell people I have a bullet yeah it's cool like That's a bullet cool. Mustang I've always liked them I mean they've had these editions since it's a cool name for a car since the 90s don't look at him like that I'm a Mark's, Mark's Mark you the American car no no I'm fan I'm, no, I'm said I'm going to have an American car at some point but it won't be a brand new bullet Mustang it's like yeah. Anyway. Mark's, Mark's looking at me because he, he wants some uh, he, he wants some confirmation of what he's trying to say. <laughs> so so just to give us some context, because I'm the contextualizer. Mm. <laughs> a Ford, a, a, a Mustang is a Ford. Let's start there. Oh, did we not say that at all? We didn't say that at all. A Mustang is a Ford, yeah. and um, well, it's not a Chevrolet. It's it's not a Chevrolet. <laughs> so it's a it's a blue collar American legend of a car. They've made millions of them. Mm. Yeah, um, and. Uh, it's it this bullet edition is a is a it's it's pays homage to the to the to the movie car okay so it's got special wheels it's got the same color as the movie car from the movie bullet with steve mcqueen and so there's a lot of hype around it but in the end it's just a special edition with nothing particularly special engine get a well a little yeah. bit of this a little bit of that there's a huge aftermarket anyway for yeah, them. I know. Just buy it, probably half the price for a one-year-old used five-liter V8 Mustang from your Ford local Ford, and uh, enjoy the legend. You know why do you need to pay? You know what I want to ask is how coincidental is it that they found the original Bullet Mustang at the same time as the release of this car? Well, they've been trying to find it for a long, long time, and they've had previous Bullet editions in the previous Mustangs. So going back to like the '90s Mustang. So, so it's quite an interesting story. It came up mm. that Steve McQueen sold the car to a dude who left it to his son, mm. and his son left it hidden away for years. And then, coincidentally, at the same time as the launch of this new Bullet Mustang, said, "Oh, I have the original," and now it's been touring with the Mustang, but the Bullet Mustang. I mean, we we know that this is sh- it's shameless hype. And they like doing this thing yeah, to make oh, it, it look like that. Yeah, so so why would you not go and buy a secondhand five liter for five hundred grand and wrap go it. and wrap it? <laughs> like, why would you not do that? You In can, other words, you, the, you the bullet special edition is not special enough. Yeah, it's it was more more about being a Mustang. And it's probably a one. It's a Mustang first and a, and a bullet second. Our friend Jacques would tell you that it's a numbered car. And that makes it special. Oh, well, he's got a works GP, though. Shout out to our friend, though. Joe. Yeah, and he's got a works GP, a Mini Cooper works GP, which, which is, is a numbered, numbered car. car, and it has the actual number on the roof. Mm. Yeah. Like on the outside. Like, just yeah. in case it gets hijacked. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about something that's more special <laughs> than yeah. a bullet Mustang. And this is something that Nadav told us about. Uh, Porsche 930, the Widowmaker. You've got one. I do. Yeah. Drive it today. Very nice. Um you said that they're now bringing some company. I don't know what the name is. Oh, okay. So, so right. I know what you're talking about now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the reason that this is news, in my opinion, is because the combination of facts here is so outrageous that it sounds like fantasy. 
I cannot believe that this story is real because there's too many things that just seem too fantastical to put it all together into a real uh, event. Okay, so starting out at the beginning, it's a Porsche, okay? It's a Porsche 911, and it's a Porsche Turbo, sort of from, so call it late, late 70s. The famous Porsche Turbo, which is the Widowmaker, which everyone was so scared of because it was so boosty and killed lots of people by going backwards into hedges. That's the one, okay? It's the one from the 80s that you recognize with the wing. Which standard had how many horsepower? 200 and... No, no, the, the original, the non-intercooled one was 260. The second generation, the 3.3, which is the one I've got, 300 horsepower. But by inference, I am a, a very... I'm like a medallion man. I mean, I drive this thing. Yes, and I haven't, very and I haven't crashed it You are yet. very 80s. And it, and <laughs> it, has, it hasn't crashed, and we've all driven it, I think. No, and I it haven't. isn't as bad. It's lovely. Right. It's well, lovely. Thomas needs... Oh, he's he's sort overdrive. of driven it. So anyway, so a company called Lanzante... And they are very, very interesting. They do all kinds of very interesting things with very, very expensive cars. So if you've got exceptionally expensive limited edition car and you want it more special, you'll take it to Lanzante. And what they've done is they've somehow secured 11 old McLaren tag engines yep. or tag engines tag, from a McLaren tag Porsche yeah tag Porsche which were actually made by Porsche yeah yeah, they were. yeah. and they were old one they were 1.5 turbo Formula 1 engines V6s V6s which so is at odds with a normal 911 which is a flat 6 yes. so it's but it's an actual Formula 1 engine rebuilt by Williams okay I found that out today they were all all these en- these 11 engines mm. have been rebuilt, rebuilt by Williams where did they have 11 tag engines living why would they choose to recreate <laughs> something with a it, tag listen, engine it, in? It, 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 Unbelievable. It'll be a much more drivable car, thinking about it. It'll have a lot more power. But think about this. The weight of that engine is going to be substantially lower than what the 3.3 turbo that it would be based on would be. And it'll be a lot more balanced. But just a little bit of trivia here that see if everyone knows. So this is Tug of Tug Huya's, uh, Tug Huya fame. Mm. Does anyone in the room know what Tug stands for? Oh, yeah. Technic. I don't know. God. Tell us, Mark. Technic to avant garde. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. We didn't so do this too bad. Then. Not bad. I'm actually, uh, we I, I, didn't do too I feel bad, bad that I doubted you guys, actually. Okay. So this motor has, have you mentioned it, 700 horsepower as opposed to 300 that it used to have? Yeah. In qualifying spec or race spec? In, quali- <laughs> in qualifying spec, those things were pushing out 1,500, yeah. but they were, they were grenade so, engines. So we d- we're not expecting long longevity out of the motor. Unless they turn no, boost se- down. No, 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 700 is like, the we race run that forever. Yeah. Oh. But maybe, I still don't know that we've quite contextualized this. Because no, to take at, at what's essentially a, a, a piece of gold, which is an old Formula One engine, okay? These things on their own, a Formula One engine that has raced, and these engines have all been raced, is worth a hell of a lot of money. It's a piece of history. Yeah, but it's and now static. they're rebuilding How cool them. that they're putting it in It's amazing. I mean, yeah. it is amazing. thought of this? It what is it? amazing. This and, is and, and this thing ain't going to be cheap. Huh? So no, another fun put, fact. They put pricing out. Another fun fact is the motor that you get would have been an X-Racing motor. So you're at the back of a 911 if you open the, mm. the, the boot where the engine lives. <laughs> the engine boot. The engine boot. It's got gold stickers. Yes. And those gold stickers normally tell you things like tire pressure and... Valve clearance. Valve clearance. Which is completely wasteful. Things you really don't want to know or yeah. need to know. And now it tells you what races your mm. engine won. And who drove it. So and who drove it. like Rosberg, Price. How cool. Yeah. 
An ama- just an amazing project. I don't know where it came from. I don't it know who came cool. up with it. But I tell you, it reminds me a little bit of at the good at the Goodwood Festival of Speed. There was a. It seemed like just like an E thirty six. Um, BMW. Three, BMW 3 Series but it had a dolphin formu- shape a, it had a, yeah dolphin shape it had a Formula <laughs> 1 engine <laughs> in it yeah. and it sounded oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. ridiculous and Did actually when I was one. looking at the pictures and I saw this thing going up the hill I thought why would they have that I mean it looked like a touring car or something but that thing had an actual Formula 1 engine so let's put it. a price tag on this thing so an, a nice 930 we're looking at between 2.5 and, and 3 million rand Mm, not no, that much. Not much, much more. One, one and a half, half and two, two and million. Half. One and a half. One, one and a half, half and two. Three. And half. One and a half to three, depending on like uh, condition. Condition. So that's that's your base car that you give Lanzante. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Then you got to buy your Formula One engine. Hazard, I guess. I don't know. What's one of called? eleven. One of eleven. That one world championship. And then and they things. rebuild it from the ground up. The, the thing, about, the thing about it, I mean, I'd like to know like a little bit more about those engines because it was widely known that those those engines in qualifying trim they used to call them grenade engines mm. so in, tho- in those days you could take a Formula 1 engine and it literally had to last just for one qualifying run which was literally an out lap one flying lap and an in lap mm. they used to push out 1500 horsepower out of 1.5 sure. liters and, and they literally would destroy themselves if you ran it for any longer now they used to strip those engines down at the end of every single race i mean they even had a t-car so if the guy binned it during qualifying could run back to the pits get into another fully specced race car and and set up and for go him out, set up for him yep. and go uh, and it was always controversial because it was always set up for the for the the the, the, um, the faster, faster yeah. driver. Could we say that this is a happily a million dollar car? It has to be. Yeah, I can't see it being. It has to be. I mean, Crazy but what one. a thing! I mean, but what cool. an idea! Would you buy it over a nine five nine? I yeah. think I would. <laughs> You'd have this over anything. <laughs> just an amazing project. I'm not sure yeah. I would, eh? No, it's going to be amazing. It's too compromised. I mean, I love the engine, and, and I it's got roof I'm wheels. Sure, I'm sure we could find something else Does to it? put it in. Yeah, roof uh, wheels. But like maybe a Formula One. Well, car. the original had roof wheels. Uh, uh, Thomas is searching for a Segway. Uh, I'm <laughs> searching for a Segway. Look, it's safe to say that none of us will ever be able to afford one. Why is that safe to say? Well, you know. I don't think so. But what we, we could swap our entire collections. What uh, we and still not afford one. Yeah. <laughs> what we could afford and what might be coming out is Tesla Kila, and you'll like that. Elon Musk is is bringing <laughs> out it, Mark. is bringing out his own tequila, which I mean Tesla Kila. I mean, I for one can honestly yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, but look, also you got to feel for the guy. He's looking for work, and <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> he's looking, he's looking for work, and and at least he's resourceful. He's, yeah. he's resourceful. He's 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 no, thinking so laterally. Tesla tequila, tequila, a real thing. Yes. Tesla tequila, yeah. He's bringing out tequila. Do you think it's going to be better than the it's gas monkey gas monkey cinnamon tequila? <laughs> I don't know about that. I think that. so. But I mean, he yeah, threatened to bring out a <laughs> he threatened to bring out a flamethrower before, and he, he did, did it. bring out a flamethrower, and he did. Yeah, yeah. So there's no reason to believe that we won't get Tesla Kila very very soon. He yeah. relaunched uh, spaceships. So yeah. I think it's awesome. You can do just about anything. I think it's awesome. Guys, that's it for news. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about living vicariously. Welcome back to Cargumentative. And uh, last week, we had a, an interesting you know, sort of swap out, uh, Mike and myself. Um, Mike gave me his million million dollar Lamborghini Diablo I wouldn't say a million dollar well you know 
And, and, and in exchange for his generosity, I gave him my Daihatsu Materia Turbo, which so is, you know. Daihatsu Materia a Turbo. A much coveted. You, if you're listening to this, push pause and Google that sh- stuff. Yeah. So, so, I mean, like it was like those movies, like where they do body switches. So, like we, we got <laughs> to like. Yeah. Yeah. We got to live each other's lives. What so, how did this happen? I mean, did you guys put your keys in a bowl? And <laughs> 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 yeah, pretty much. So, I just phoned up. So, you know, I came to the office and uh, the fashion girls were hanging around and they were having a cadenza. They As said, they do. Yeah. And they said, listen, we need, we've got a big problem on our hands. We have a photo shoot coming up and we need a car. And I said, okay, I can, I can maybe help you out. What do you want? They said, you did you first think about your Daihatsu? No, I didn't. Oh, because good. I know nobody wants to take photographs of that car <laughs> except me. Anyway, so I said, you know, so I said, what do you want? They, and they said, we want something dramatic and something that can, you know, photograph well. So I said, I know a man. And I know a man with some amazing cars. And I phoned up Mike and I said, listen, what do you have? What can I use? He said, Diablo. No, actually, I didn't. I what said, did you say? I said, the 308, because the 308 mm. really is sexy. It's, it's a Ferrari. For those who don't know, it's not a Peugeot. It is a Thanks Ferrari for 308. Thanks for yeah. clarifying that. It's an important clarification. It's the one from Magnum PR. Oh, yeah. Um, which, yeah, that I mean, it, it's, it's got, yeah, I mean, it's infamous for that. But mm. it, but it's just so sexy and voluptuous. And I, unlike me, that a Peugeot 308. Unlike The 307 was actually quite a nice car, though. It actually was. As was the 206. Indeed. We're getting sidetracked. We've had I, I, I owned one of each. But I, when I sent through <laughs> the picture, I said you could the 308 or the Diablo, and the girls just asked for the Diablo. The girls just want it. Was like you know, that's it. There's Unanimous. no the, yeah. There was there was no arguing. There was no. It was just like we want the Diablo. So I was like, cool, Mike, another Diablo. Absolutely, you can. So I rocked up at his house. We did the swap, and um, off I went into the night. In this, in this loud with, with, quite, with quite a hairy man in in the car, I'm saying like, yeah, who was that man? Nick. Oh, it was that man. Oh, that man. Who <laughs> <laughs> <It> was that <laughs> man? That Thomas man. Is, Thomas has a man in his in, most of his photos in my life. In his life. Yeah. Well, anyway, so he thought it was outrageous. He'd never been in one before. And off we went, and we parked it at the office. And then the following day, I picked it up, went to do a, a quick TV shoot with Ignition, and then ended up in this reserve out in the south, um, where this model arrived from Cape Town and uh, she soon stripped down to a bikini and a one piece and various items of swimwear of course I saw everything sounds interesting because there's not a lot of places to hide out in the south in, in the south. game reserve you know so <laughs> items of clothing were swapped all the time and I saw things I was like I'm ter- terribly sorry I didn't mean to see that and she's like no it's fine you know don't worry about it in my line of work people see everything anyway hashtag me too yeah and um, it was it was it was kind of cool. I felt like this kind of playboy, like a rich playboy in the early nineties, which ah, uh, see where you're going with which this. most Diablo drivers were, you know. Oh, so you, so, you, so what you what you were doing mm. is you were living vicariously through Mike. Correct. So in in, in other words, yeah. that's what Mike's daily life must be like. Exactly, especially when the models promo. swimsuits. Yeah. Mark, can you confirm this? I can't deny. <laughs> I can't confirm. Um, that whether that car's been used for any shoots with models. Models, yeah. Thomas, Thomas, tell us yeah. what, you know, your, your very quickly your impressions of the Diablo as a professional motoring journalist. As a professional motoring journalist. Well, you know, I'm not, as you guys know, I'm not really that big on Italian cars. But if I had to choose a, a mark, it would be Lamborghini. I just like them because they're kind of anti-Ferrari 
They've always been up in their grill. And the Diablo is just so cool. It's just like, it's, it's such an outrageous car in the way it looks and the way it sounds. And you get into this thing and you just start grinning. You're like, this is, this is outrageous. Like, I shouldn't be in this car. It's just like, it's offensive. You know, <laughs> you can't be yeah. discreet. And you it's can't. the first time I've really heard it from the outside. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, heard yeah. It, and I listened to it go down the road and didn't realize how far you can hear it from. Yeah, exactly. And um, it, it's, it's just one of those cars. People go, go nuts for it, you know. I mean, I was going down the highway and people were hanging out, their f- out, out the car windows with their camera phones trying to get photographs. And people coming up and saying, can I sit in it? Can I touch it? <laughs> can, I, can I caress it? Mike has become insta-famous. Yeah, and I was car. like, yeah, sure, go for it. And it, it, it kind of just brings out the which, child Which we're going to discuss very, very shortly. You know, <laughs> it kind of brings out that childlike like, like mania that people have when they're young and they yeah, see... They get excited yeah. about seeing something different. Yeah, and it is... And, you know, from my point of view, from, from driving it, I find it very exciting, you know, because it has this noise. Mike's car has a 2B exhaust on it. And um, I... I went under that M2 underpass, the flyover, you know. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of concrete. That l- there's plenty of surfaces to like rebound noise off. And I was just in second gear, going from like 2,000 up to five and a half, coming off, hearing things popping and buzzing. The crazy thing about that car is, how fast does it go in first gear? Yeah, 100 k's an hour. 100 kilometers an hour. In and, that, first and that's gear. how it does, not to 104 seconds. It's just they, they, they. It was at a time when all they were doing is trying to get um, good statistics. So yeah. it's geared. It's a, it's a five-speeder. So it mm. does 100 in first, and then it'll do 330 k's an hour in fifth. So the gears are just ridiculously spaced. Mm. Uh, but so cool. Yeah, but so, so cool. What and, a cool thing. And, and 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 still properly fast. I mean, I've driven a lot of older sports cars supercars and yep. and when you compare them to newer stuff it kind of don't really feel that fast but this diablo when you're up in like third gear um fourth gear and you and you floor it it's it's properly quick well, how many yeah. horsepower it's uh, 500 it, it it really pulls i mean but it's a track it's a track i mean it's a it's a proper challenge to drive it is but i really want to talk about my day so how, yeah, how, how not, was not it? Not in a narcissistic so Mark, way. What was it but like? Actually, <laughs> like I really want to talk about. So remember like the swap the cars. Swap. Yeah. Mark, what was it like being Thomas for a day? So Thomas <laughs> arrived at me, and actually, I've been listening to him about his materia. Now this is a very very rare car. So the Diablo, they only made two thousand eight hundred of them mm. over all the variants, mm. but this materia they only made forty of. Now the materia is sort of like. One of the, the material the, turbo. The, the material, no, but the material is one they of the made a lot early, more than 40 early MPVs, like yeah. multi, multi-purpose vehicles. So yeah. this thing looks a bit like Postman Pat's van, <laughs> but it's white and it has a vent on the front, which is apparently not straight and was problematic for it's the asymmetric. ladies. It was asymmetric, but it was problematic for the, or as the ladies at the office said, it's skew. Now, <laughs> I, I, I gave this thing the... I really wanted to to see what this thing was like, so I took it in the morning, and the first thing that I noticed that was that I was getting up into quite a high car. But it's quite cool because mm. the dash is actually really cool. It's got this like wrap around thing, and the speakers like face you almost yeah. to provide like a like a sound stage, and it's all set up nicely. And there's a Momo steering wheel. Correct. So you start this thing up, and from the get go, the interesting thing is is that it's got this turbo motor, so it absolutely is is like engrossing in that it makes this popping sound as the pop-off valve goes and it goes in every single gear it's driving with the window open so now 
I, I drove it. I'm not going to talk too much about the actual drive because what I actually uh, realized is that it actually is a cue car. So uh, I got next to a guy and he did say I got next to a guy in a um, in a in a Focus uh, Fiesta ST and I thought to myself should I have a go with this guy? And the only th- problem was is that he just didn't realize that he was racing me. But I mean, apart from that, he didn't realize that, that this thing he actually didn't he was having a race. damning with faint praise. Yeah, but, there, he, but he lost. He lost. You won. But he a lost. Race I, that the other guy didn't know he was having. Yeah, That's but, amazing. But, so I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure if it would have beaten it. But having said that, so we, we worked out that it's it's actually quite entertaining in a straight line. Yeah. Then I put it in a corner, and. I worked out that actually, like even though it's got drum brakes on the back and I expected it to oversteer, it's actually really benign. And like I tried to provoke it, took it through some corners where I where where I normally go, and you can normally get a car to change its pitch in the corner so to get it to oversteer a little bit by jumping off the throttle, maybe touching the brake a little bit. The thing was completely benign, and Don't I must admit, Don't from that think. perspective, it, it, I, I had a problem with it. And I mm. think it, they, they could actually make it into a much better driver's car if they sorted out the suspension. I mean, maybe just like make the rear tires just ridiculously hard. For our, for our listeners, I, I've described the car before and how it looks. It's a, it looks like a washing machine with four giant wheels at each corner, which might explain why it just doesn't do anything when you turn it around a corner. Okay, so that now we're getting into mm. the meat of things because I got to the office. Now, I'm, I'm very fortunate in that I drive a different car to work every day and normally it's like a two-week rotation, 10 different cars and they're always something quite special. And even if it's something that's like, like a little bit not to everyone's tastes, like the BMW M Coupe, or like today, the 928 that I took. It's always something a little bit interesting. And as I arrived one at the office, one of the prettiest girls at the office was there. And she literally burst out laughing, <laughs> took out her camera phone, and took a photo of me. <laughs> All time low. I then got out and I just called her superficial. Um, <laughs> so I did defend Thomas Falconer's honor. Oh, that's awesome. Went inside, but when I came out, Two other pretty girls were actually in the uh, were at by the car, and that was where the comment about the skew vent on the bonnet, and <laughs> whilst in car terms we all know that there was a car named the Ferrari bread van, which is a very evocative '60s racer. Mm. She called it a bread tin. <laughs> and actually, I'm not sure she meant bread van. I think she meant bread tin. She did. Yeah. So. The, the day came to an end. Tom arrived at my house. I heard the thing coming. I heard him try to slow down for the speed bump, <laughs> whack the front, which he was yeah. worried had taken the whole front bumper off. And we sat next to the you fire having a beer. Yeah. But I'm very grateful that I've got to grips with the material. And I must admit, I actually notice materials on the road now. Are there others? Yep. But yeah. Then, yeah. So, an absolute all round success. They're not pretty. No, it was a successful day. At least was, we both fun. have yeah. context. Exactly. And now, now what it feels like. What happened on Instagram, Mark? Did you post any pictures? Oh, yeah. So, actually, I posted some pictures on uh, of the materia. Like, and I really wanted to show that I was like, like a proper, I'm a proper car guy. Yeah. The word you like used was bloodbath. It was a bloodbath. I lost, I lost like 10 followers <laughs> you know, in a morning. But I immediately, Tom sent me some photos from the shoot of the Diablo, put them up, got like 12 back. 
<laughs> exactly. Well, that's what I had as well. Like, as soon as I started posting Lamborghini pics, I probably gained about five or six followers. Really? It like, yeah, it was brilliant. Really? Just what, what I needed. Diablo. An instant boost. I want to ask you, it's just, it's not a coincidence, is yeah. it, that, that soon after, and mm. this is going to be devastating to the three female listeners, mm. but <laughs> oh, wow. you actually found, <laughs> you found a girlfriend soon after the Diablo. No, before the Diablo. But you told her you were getting a Diablo. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that maybe like secured it for a few more days. You know? Exactly. Yeah, interesting. So you guys, Nadav, Mark, you guys haven't done any car swapping, have well, you? Well, we did. Yeah, today only. Yeah, a less successful swap today. Yeah, mm. not nearly as exciting. Yeah, so Aston Martin V8 Vantage. Yeah, which is Mark's swapped for with broken doors I'll add those no, doors are working no doors working now, doors Mark, you have beautiful doors. swan they're doors they're not supposed to open, open like properly swan. they're British <laughs> British yeah. stuff never works I don't know exactly. why exactly yeah, swan doors it's swan like doors. you just expect stuff to if go you wrong try, yeah if you try and sell, if you try and sell that car people are going to well think there's a problem they do not break they are fantastically well so we swapped Mark's elegant tailored suit 007 for the working class sports car, you took my 911 Carrera for the day. Um, it's too early to tell anything. It's too early to tell. Um, I love the Aston Martin. It's V8. has just the most exquisite noise. Uh, Mark's taken out both the um, offending um, fuse, fuse uh, from the fuse box, which makes the exhaust loud at all times, and also taken out his rear parcel shelf of late, which makes it even louder. Which you need to do. Have you done it? Yet? I definitely need to, but that thing's got so many warning but lights at the moment. Yeah. What a low lovely, brake pads, lovely, low lovely special ignition thing. control requirements. Needs exactly service. the same. Yeah, he drove mine today, dropped it off with the lights on. Same so light. So irritating. But yeah, lovely thing. Lovely, they're, they're absolutely cool lovely. Special, special thing, and um, relatively affordable, actually. No, um, so special considering how yeah biggest how bargain you is. can get at the moment they're 500 grand buy them now there you go listeners top tip it's our first top tip Woo! that yeah. is actually it's the first special sound it's the first valuable piece <laughs> consumer of advice consumer advice you get on this. don't go out and buy a Golf R yeah use the same money but go out but and buy, buy the manual buy the manual yeah. and Martin find one where they've done the clutch mm. and hopefully the brakes yeah. and you should have free motoring for, for a long time but exactly. even then brakes aren't very expensive to do they're actually n- not expensive cars to run aren't they actually for Ford Mondeo no they're not they're Brembo brakes they're not off a Mondeo okay they're for Range Rover Sport but that's besides the point yeah. Mark are. doesn't know yet that the pads are not available oh, no, and I've been told be we have found alternatives right. okay. okay well there you go consumer advice for a change and uh, <laughs> car argumentative so um, we'll find out soon what the career is like for Mark yeah we will so far lovely mm. okay well, you guys chew on that, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to chat about what a car says about you. Welcome back to the show. In this segment, we're going to chat about, well, we're going to have a debate. And it might be a little bit of a tricky one. And the debate is, what does a car say about you? Yeah. What does the car you drive and you present to the world say about you? So this comes up often, you know. For example, you meet someone new and you want to know what kind of personality they have. Mm. I personally look at the car they drive because I believe that your car says mm. a lot about the kind of person you are. 
think about how much of the money you spend every month mm-hmm. you spend on your car when you want to choose that car how much time you think of what kind of car you would need it has to suit your lifestyle it has to fit into your family situation it has to fit your budget so there's a lot we can talk about there yeah. is but you also, know, you're not, so, so but my question before we start out is, are we not overestimating how much people think about the cars that they buy? In other words, well, to make an association here, is it not dangerous? Yeah, Do people no, not just buy is. cars? No. Whatever. No, no, but that, that also <laughs> There's a Toyota around the, the corner person. from my office. So I'll just buy one. Well, that person doesn't like cars. Right. And if you don't like cars, it also can be said, and this is controversial, you don't like driving. And if you don't like driving, you're probably not very good at it. Because you generally like the stuff you're good at. Yeah, well, uh, I just want to ask you guys. Can <laughs> we for once, can mm. we just be a little bit controversial? Like, we have to can be. we be absolutely judgmental? Yeah, of you course can. you can. Like, and Mark, you can because be. I'll join you, Mark. What do you mean? You can be very judgmental. You can also be judgmental. I mean, judgmental. you should be, I'm saying. Please but feel free to. I, no, I'm saying you can be <laughs> mo- the most judgmental. So let's pick Especially a car. Especially when it's an Alpha 4C, but I mean, I'm yeah. not going to go there tonight. Mm. So I can't not believe you mentioned it again. <laughs> You'll fit into every podcast. So so let's pick a car and and then decide what kind of person drives that car. Okay, I've got a, this, the okay, initial go, one. Go. Okay. Two series. Here's the question. Oh. Does it come, when you buy a two series, does it come with a vape and a <laughs> tattoo voucher. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. Exactly my point. So, <laughs> if, if you've been to Greenside yeah. lately, then. And you've parked outside, I don't know what it's called now, Cafe Sofia or something. Yeah. You see many two series there. With and the window lots, cracked slightly. And lots of vaping. And vaping coming out of the. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. can you buy a two series without having the 3M stripes on the grill? No. I don't think it's you possible. You can't. You can't. It, it's like you have to do it. As soon as you sign for that car, a man goes around the corner and, and fits your stickers and he fits the stickers or the stickers on. or the like press on I don't press know on but, let me, but why are you obliged to wear slip slops and socks if you have an M2 slip slops and socks yeah if you drive an M2 <laughs> yeah I've never seen that or a 2 series <laughs> it's normally just it goes like with the vest and the tattoos and the vape it's normally like this baggy, so judgmental this baggy this baggy tracksuit pants which looks like someone's made a poo in them <laughs> so the crotch is like swaying this is not working out guys I think we'll have to tone <laughs> no, it down I th- no actually no. I, I think that this so you may not decide for yourself what it says but actually inadvertently you're telling people a whole lot. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like, wait, it's like it's like Golf GTIs and, and Golf R's. Best car in the world? Golf R's particularly, they just scream out douchebag. You just know the guy's going to be like <laughs> up in your grill, slightly aggressive, enjoys a bit of CrossFit. You know, he's like a main man. Wow. What's wrong with CrossFit? Nothing, but he's like, he's like you know. He says the man who owns a 4C. Yeah, it's kind of, you just know, like if you... If you crashed into his car and so he got out, you know exactly okay, Tom, who it's going to be. We get the point. We get the point. Who wakes up in the morning and goes, I'm so excited I'm going to buy a Toyota today? <laughs> Me. I would yeah, like he, that. he would. And I that's do. the thing. And actually, his car, and what we didn't mention actually in the last, uh, in the in, in summary around the I know the what material, you're going to say. One is word. that it is ironic exactly it is literally the most ironic car in the entire world yeah. the problem I don't and, think and, and everyone Tom, buys so, it so, so, Tom's, so Tom said does that make him a hipster 
I said no, because it only works if other people I think it's ironic as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but and it's it's absolutely true though, because I think some people might choose their cars for a sense of irony. Like so like like me. Okay, so hold on. If you I do it for irony. Yeah, so look to I, be ironic. Listen to me. I'm a car guy, okay? Yeah. Alright. I love cars. I write about cars. I race cars. So you love cars? I love cars, okay? But there's there's a like a nice sense of irony in owning a car that everyone does that love. car guys will think what the hell are you doing so okay. like so like it's gone through my mind before where i kind of i thought about trading in the materia to get a mark three toyota prius no stop it and seriously wait, so basically what you're saying is the materia is, is terrible but you own it no, no, because no. you want people to think I, I Thomas like is a journalist and no he, he wants to have this element of ir- irony the only thing is this is around it's it's got to be contextual so this mm. is around your group of mates because they know if you were to come back home with like a two series they know that you'd just be taking the piss yeah. out of people from so German even stuff. if you liked a two series you couldn't own one I just would not own a two you series. You wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's not my. It's not my. Do you thing. think when would, you go and buy a Toyota, yeah, they put a red bow on the car? No, because they, they don't, don't even care. They don't Do they care. just tell you it's around the back? Yeah, go and fetch it. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll say, but what does it look like? How will I know it's mine? No, which like, one is mine? It's like an Avis parking lot. <laughs> it's why you go and you push the button until your indicators go off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you know which car you've just bought. Yeah. It's like losing the lottery. But you know, I think I, <laughs> I think I think a lot of people try too hard because they're trying to be car people, and they're like, "What should I buy? What should no, I no, get?" No, no, no. They just like cars, and they're not journalists who are blessed to be able to drive different cars every day. Yeah. So when they re- when they want a car, they buy the car that they love. That says a lot about people. Maybe, maybe, yeah, for sure. Look, okay, let's, let's go to so, another so, one. So actually, so interesting. So I was with this with this guy. Um, we actually went to we went to a wedding in uh, in Katlahong, and we had to go for like a little bit of a run to go get beer. And like a physical run or a car? No, no, no. This was a car run, okay. but it was quite cool actually. So we went into this. A VW up, and I've never been in one before. So Great I, was, car. I was quite I interested. Like no, but how cool is this one? So I got into it, and it actually was a Beats version. Yeah, those are awesome with the sound system and the graphics and the so stuff. Absolutely, and it's yeah. got like a bit upgraded sound system. In fact, they've taken the spare wheel out. Yeah. And it's put, a sub. put a sub in there, and they get give you a get home canister. I think that's cool. And there's tire pressure monitors on it. Yeah. But it was just quite cool. So actually, I was just thinking to like that's you know cool. the guy who, who who had it, like the fact that he had an app, and it looked pretty cool from the outside. The second that I knew that it was a a, a beat version, like immediately like knew that he was probably a little bit of a muso mm. and like yeah, a little so bit more exactly. dynamic. He wasn't just commuting. I believe you can tell a lot about a person from the car they drive. Um, RDA four. Who drives RDA fours? Accountants. Accountants. That's that's awful. BMW yeah. three series. Sel- sales rep. Sales rep. Hundred percent. C class Merc. Dentist. Oh, yeah. Dentist. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, listen. There's a, there's a mate of mine. What are lawyers? Like? A, hold on, hold on a second. Oh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a mate of mine who's um, who's got a few cars, and apparently he's thinking about getting a C class Merc, and uh, apparently it's you. <laughs> no. That's a lie. Let's go. I would never do that. Oh, so let's, let's, that. <laughs> let's put the cart before the horse for a minute. So, you drive around Johannesburg, and, and there's. A, can we agree that there's lots of one series? Yeah. 
What series okay. is it? Okay. Let's agree. Yeah, that go, go, do, do you see a fair amount of one series yes. as a dagger? How do you end up buying a one series? You want to be in that one series is great. No, really? one series means you, you like cars. Yes. But you can't afford a three series. So you buy you 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 buy the the brand you want to get in. That's all it is. It's it's brand. It, it's totally it's totally goes back to the brand. People want the brand. They want the BMW Roundel. They want the Audi rings. It's why cars like the Passat and the Arteon will never sell, even though they're, they're good fantastic cars, cars, but, cars but nobody's going to buy them because they don't have a BMW badge. So a one series is I like... I say wrong badge. It's a like, brilliant badge. It's what like are you talking about? Best cars in the world. Uh, you, you two actually, and I'm looking at Nadav and Mark here, just the amount of judgment that they put out this week about the Kia Stinger, oh, which mm, both awful. Tom and I yeah, think is made. Yeah. But the problem with, with the, it's with, just simply, with you people, it's just a yes. You, no, you, you people, with, exactly. With me, okay, I'm going to speak for myself now. It's not about the badge because we agreed that Kia has come so far from where they were. They're bringing out some fantastic products, but they aren't competing with the, the, the Germans yet. But they're at the right at that price price point. I'm calling bullshit. Well we haven't no, driven it. Yes. it might be so good. if it had a BMW badge and it looked like that, you'd be going and saying mm. be, oh, wow, this is amazing. This yeah. is great. This yeah. is the yeah. best yeah. thing. And ever. it's not a three series, it's yeah. somewhere between a three and a five, and look at it, it's like sort of like coupe ish and mm. all kinds of things like that. But because it's a Kia, you guys were judging the people that drive it. And you know what's cool about that Kia Stinger is that there's a sense of inverted snobbery. It's saying, listen, I could afford to have an equivalent BMW or Audi, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to have the Kia. That is it only the works same for as the Alpha Julia. Could it be the same? I Inverted mean, it's snobbery. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think so, so because you could have afforded to buy an M4 yeah. or an M3 for the same kind of money, same kind of performance. Yeah. But you chose something left field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you're talking about the Julia QV. Yeah, Julia QV. So that's the really fast one. Yeah. But actually, you make an excellent point because the Julia not QV, which is not so fast, is an excellent sports. It so is. Then. It's yeah. better than the Whereas the Kia series. Stinger is not an excellent sports sedan. Well, it's you see, a sports sedan well, that only looks one of good. Us has driven it. So but you can still be ironic and he you can still be against the grain. And you can still get oh, an yeah, Alfa Romeo yeah. um, Giulia Veloce, for argument's sake. Which is a two litre. It's fantastic yeah. to drive and it's well built. And everybody agrees on this. Whereas mm-hmm. the Kia's come out with a Stinger that actually isn't up to scratch. Well, it depends who you listen to. Well, the only professional journalist I know is Thomas. <laughs> and he hasn't driven it. And I haven't it driven it. Well, you've driven we'll one version, though. I we'll haven't. Wait. Oh, didn't you get to drive it at all? No. I Why drove did you send it us pictures of it? I drove it around the car park to take photographs on my Instagram account. So when account. are you getting it? Uh, hopefully soon. Okay. I think we should have a segment in future about Korea and Korean cars. Yeah, we can. So, guys, to wrap up, Mike, you want to end this? So, here's the thing. So, if you're saying a car says something about you, Let's throw out some real type A midlife crisis cars. What says I'm literally now trying to hold on to my youth? Well, it has to be a convertible. Mazda MX-5. No. No ways. Yeah, it is. Never. It's for a man man who's always wanted a sports car. Never. And now he's coming to some money. But is this a midlife crisis of someone who likes and knows cars? No. Midlife crisis car. Ferrari, California. No, I mean, I think it's just an E-Class Cabriolet. No, because, yeah. no, proper midlife. Well, a Ferrari California is an E-Class Cabriolet in different clothing. It's a Ferrari. Uh, it's a California. It's so it's got to be, it's got it's probably going to be a convertible, and we, it seems like we agree it's got to have four seats. Yeah. It doesn't have to come from a sporting brand. Because it's got to be practical. 
Oh, it's yes. going to be a practical oh, no, has to convertible. Be practical. So, so E-Class convertible. E-Class convertible. Yeah. yeah. Ferrari um, California. A5 convertible. BMW 6 Series convertible. A5 convertible. These are yeah. all cars I like, by the way. Yeah. What about that old Renault? Well, you're the only person having a midlife crisis at the moment. (laughs) I'm a little bit older than 39. Nice. (laughs) What do you think, Tom? Still Mm. in X5? No. Think more. No, I think it can be. I think it can be a midlife crisis. Oh, Jaguar XKR. Jaguar XKR. Yeah. Absolutely. That is big midlife crisis. And on that note, yeah. If you're looking to exploit your comb over. (laughs) <laughs> Jaguar XKR convertible. That's your guy. Agreed. Agreed on that as well. I mean, it's a subject we could go on forever, on, but uh, we don't have time. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have another debate on the future of the automobile. Guys, welcome back. I've got one last question for this episode. Is the car fucked? It's a, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question that is serious enough that it warrants swearing. Yeah. It does indeed. I mean, or bleeping. And it's yeah, real. Right? We had a discussion today, this this week, yeah. about it, where I didn't think it was so serious, but I think it is. I think um, a lot of the fun's been taken out of owning a car. Am I right? The yeah. romance. The, the romance is gone. You know, there's a whole thing getting into the car, going off on a long drive, going from Joburg to Cape Town, enjoying the road trip, stopping off at track stops, enjoying a burger and a Coke. You know, uh, people wrote songs about this whole kind of relationship Absolutely. between men and machine in the open road. And um, we kind of just feel that it's, it's, it's kind of burning away. It's going out with a whimper because we've got, you know, Uber, we've got low-cost airlines, we've got people saying you shouldn't own cars, you're bad, you shouldn't do it, rather take the bus, Um, and now we've got, you know, we've got things coming up on the technology front, we've got self-driving cars and um, electric cars, and all of these things are just, are just killing car culture as we know it, it's a cancer, which we can't do anything about. I mean, let's put some context to it, so, you know, we're all varying uh, a- varying ages mm. um, I'm 43 and a half and I mean I remember going to drive-ins that's old it is quite old yeah you remember going to the drive-in I also remember going to the drive-in and How and, ro- and road houses yeah. and going on trips I mean I'm from Zim. are there any driving left in no I don't think so nothing drive-ins left. yeah uh, I think this one was the last one to go. Yeah, which I went to the closing day. That would have w- been awesome. Which was th- no, it wasn't because you know what they showed. What they're closing down a drive-in. You've got you've got decades of movies to play. Do you know what they played? Mister Bones two. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, neither do I. A Leon Schuster oh, movie. Oh, I do know what that is. That's terrible. Yeah, but I mean road houses. You go and say I, we did a road trip to go on holiday from Zim. We drove from we drove from Harare all the way to Cape Town. I mean mm. in a, wow. in in a Datsun Sunny. And I'm saying, great car. Yeah, I bet it didn't break down. It was yellow. It was yellow. And I remember my my folks only had one tape. It was ABBA. And that was it, <laughs> eh? The whole way. And you know how long that is, eh? We're talking like like three days in the car. But now the thing about it is, what got me thinking about this uh, this week is we had a really cool evening at a at a roadhouse, but a proper old school roadhouse. Mm. And um, they they call it Josie Night Shift. It happens once a month. Um, and it's not really a, a formally organized thing, but 
a whole lot of different car clubs, a whole lot of different WhatsApp app chats. Um, they all merge and it just goes a little bit viral. And we had just awesome cars that that came. I mean, Tom, you didn't didn't arrive and you were quite upset because mm. there was that Toyota Celica uh, Celica Supra Supra, Supra. Yeah. Toyota Supra Celica um, Supra Celica Supra an early eighties one. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful little thing car. and you know what was cool about it is that we just sat around i ordered um, a fish burger and i realized <laughs> afterwards that i noticed i noticed the people in the roadhouse high five each other because and i said to the the waitress has anyone ever ordered the fish burger before she said no so i think that they actually like it took them a little while to go find that piece of fish but I, but i digress i mean i survived the evening um but it was but, fun but we sat around and we talked cars and there were and guys being cars. a bit stupid i mean they were doing sort of burnouts out up and down the road and it was it was seriously it was like a like an era so really, that just doesn't really exist anymore i think what we're bemoaning with the end of cars potentially is the end of the car enthusiast as well if you look from the bottom up now, if you're a 12, 13, 14-year-old who's looking forward, you know, to you know, we at that stage we were looking forward to getting our licenses. Mm. A car was represented freedom to us. Yeah. Everything. Freedom. It represented everything. Freedom. Your personality. It was cool. It would represent your personality. Getting girls. And yeah. uh, <laughs> well, maybe for some of us. But the the <laughs> the point is that that's all. As a, as a, I think as a as a teenager at the moment, a 13, 14, 15, 16 year old, really, that's a car is irrelevant if you're living in a in Completely. a big city so you've we've got you, uber yeah, commuting we've got sucks. we don't we don't need yeah, to commuting commu- is terrible in parking is a disaster commuting is a problem parking is a disaster insurance is expensive the roads are trash the roads are terrible everyone tells you how safe cars unsafe cars are and and, and how bad mm. for the environment they are your your radar is completely away from cars. You you can get around. You All can you meet want. your friends. Yeah. So, so so instead of having like a Lamborghini Countach on your wall, I was gonna say you yeah. have a, a a poster of an iPhone X on your wall no. because that's your that's ticket disgusting. to everything. No. As a millennial, it is because no, because yeah. everything's so on here: cars, we, transport, you, dating. When we were kids, and I, I had a sister and a brother and myself, and the girls played with dolls, <laughs> and the boys played with cars. What do the boys play with now? No, they still play with cars. I just the problem is, is that I think so. So the the I mean, I've got nephews, and they they really identify with like a Veyron. I mean, I can't. I'm trying to change their their mindset, <laughs> but I mean, like that has they, to be they, the they best they car. Ide- and, they ad- the and they identify the with Kuntash it. was is the the Veyron. But the thing about it is, I think their practical exposure to cars is the commute, and the commute is just unbelievably cuck it mm. really is if you think about it mm. like if we weren't enthusiasts there's absolutely no way we would own a car yeah there's absolutely uber no way everywhere. we would uber everywhere mm. yeah and where we could some form of public transport we definitely wouldn't do road trips we'd rather just fly i mean and, and flights have become so cheap mm. so most people fly on their holidays now no one takes a car well, the roads are always congested going down on holidays but you know it's not as nice as it used to be there's traffic the N3 going down to Durban is bumper to bumper. And Holes. you can't, and, and I mean, it's uh, once Speed again cameras. controversial. You can't go and do like crazy speeds. No. I mean, there are, there are stories of guys in the, in the, in the 60s, 70s who, who would literally drive to Durban just to go and get a burger, but just to <laughs> say that they did and drove there I as drove fast back as humanly from possible. From Schlanger to Northcliffe in 1997 in an Alpha GTB6 3 litre in 3 hours and 45 minutes. That's a serious car. It's a serious car, seriously fast. 
That's that's fast. You can't do it in under six hours now. Yeah, like cannonball run. No, but you, it just the thing about it now is that there's just so many speed cameras, and it's not that we advocate dangerous driving. It's just that, like, there there is so much restriction on like what you can do in a car now as well. I mean, let's talk a little bit about you know these apps where the insurers are now watching what you're doing mm. and all oh that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, mm. how fast you're driving, what g-forces you're pulling. Yeah. Like harsh braking. Yeah, exactly. I think we're we're what's happening is that if we had a one in one in ten thousand people was a true car enthusiast, those people are becoming less and less. Now it's probably one in twenty thousand, mm. one in fifty thousand. The little five year old that grew up looking at cars that he aspires or she aspires to, those are becoming more and more rare. I'm not saying that they that they that they're gone. But we're a dying breed, car enthusiasts. And we're dying, I think, with the internal combustion car. Mm. And transport has changed. The face of transport has changed with, as we said, low-cost airlines, with uh, ride-hailing apps. And uh, I don't think that 10 or 20 years from now, the car enthusiast scene is going to be as as rich or as broad. Who's going to look well, after to our cars? Something. Who's yeah. going to look after our cars in the next generation? Who wants them? Nobody. I'm going to be buried in mine. But I need to ask you guys, um, and I'm looking specifically to Nadav and Mark, who've just been on a phenomenal tour to to Europe, went to a lot of car shows and things like that. Where did we uh, get up to? You also, time? Nadav, have been to the um, Speed Week in, uh, in, in America. The question that I'm asking is, the people attending that, did it look like it's an aging crew? Because if you go and look at the, the number of events that there are, this is a this is a counter to is the car dying that the enthusiasts there's a whole lot more events to go to and they're they're a lot more um formally organized and they really are serious i mean you go and you guys saw old cars racing wheel to wheel but yeah. the people coming to watch did you see a generation of kids coming through did you see them sitting there looking no. at it like it's uh, i think we were the youngest people there <laughs> if i'm honest i don't know that i noticed as many kids it would have been would be nice to see a much younger generation you know perhaps there were young kids with their parents but what would have been nice i think would be to see the 20 something sort of the, the the sort of 15 to 25 yeah. age like my know, age group someone yeah, the, the sure, people that are growing up <laughs> and are about to become car enthusiasts and yeah. i'm not sure that i saw that demographic it would be interesting to look at the numbers because yeah. actually I, I mean i was at lamar and i don't remember seeing that many kids mm. but it, i'm not sure it's that kind of event but so I mean, the thing that made me think about that is actually i read an article about nick mason who is the former drummer of pink floyd and he owns a 250 gto which is widely regarded ferrari. as the high the, yeah sorry a ferrari 250 gto which is widely regarded as the holy grail of cars and most expensive so, car ever sold yeah, it's about auction. 50 million dollars but his car and the interesting i remember the article and it said he took the motoring journalist and was showing him his car and he took a screwdriver and he took the front plate off and he's underneath was the plate of another car uh, the, uh, the original plates it had and he said this is the car that I watched race as a kid and I actually own that car now and it's so special I think his his number plate is 250 GTO yeah it is yeah so he had the original plate that was That's on it because in those days you could take that car drive it to the track race it that's what we saw happen and then we were very home. fortunate mm. so are electric cars or the cars of our generation now exciting enough that someone would want to buy one would want to own one aspires to own one i don't know i think manufacturers are trying to make them exciting tesla for example is launching their new roadster soon which does not 101 seconds well there's a porsche taycan as well i mean that's taycan yeah tie tay taycan tie tie like tying a knot like taiwan taycan sure yep okay positively sure 
but also all these new cars and, and if he's wrong it's at least it's documented yeah uh, electric cars <laughs> like they don't really have a future because they're, be, they're basically becoming like appliances you're yeah. not going to keep it going you're not going to say well, well they still give you your freedom and they still get you where you want to go and they're still pretty nice and techy inside mm. but they're not visceral they're not tactile you're not you're not engaged with them yeah. so it's like an iphone versus cv radio in the exactly 70s, you know? i want that crackle it. and fuzz and pop and you know <laughs> yeah. do you think this is something that possibly could excite it could make things exciting do you think we could be moving towards the world of drone-esque um, commuting and then Imagine if you can hot rod one of those bad boys. <laughs> that, gentlemen, is a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. we got to wrap it up, guys. Thanks for coming into the studio again today. Always good chatting. Thanks for and, having us, Tom. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. And uh, catch you guys again next week. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool.